Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by the birthday boy. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> How's it going, man? Feel, do you feel a, a year wiser? I do not. I feel very damn lucky, though. I got to ask. I got to shoot. Let's see. Let me try not to cuss on my. You, can say, uh, you, can I, shoot, I, you I, shot the shit with LeBron on your birthday. Shot the shit with LeBron James about basketball on my birthday. So I'm good, man. You know, I Jeannie took me to a, a Florence and the Machine at the Hollywood Bowl last night. Man. I should, as I'm saying that, I should clarify that my girlfriend's name is Jeannie. I am <laughs> Jeannie. Bus did not take me on it, but but I am a big enough Laker fan to be dating a woman named Jeannie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was the most perfect thing ever when I found that out last year. Uh, Hollywood Bowl is incredible. Yeah, I, 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 it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a cool venue. I go, we try to go. Jen and I try to go to a concert there like once or twice a year. It's just such a yeah. cool spot. And then you stay. We try to stay like right up the street from there. There's a couple hotels on that on the street that it's on. And and yeah, it's it's a great trip. If you guys ever have the opportunity to go see a show out there, you you probably should. Uh, today's show, we haven't done this in in a while. We've we've had so much to talk about and then we had the preview series and stuff that we really haven't had the opportunity to just shoot the shit about basketball just Mm -hmm. just sit back and and talk for a bit we're heading into the first weekend in which we get to watch the lakers on the court together and we just found out i'd say about an hour or so ago that lebron james is going to suit up for either Mm -hmm. somewhere in between one to 48 minutes so we know he's not going to play 30 seconds Right. And yes. if the if the game goes to overtime, he's not playing in that overtime if he played all 48. Correct. So, so that's good to know. Uh so that's basically what we what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about Lonzo Ball being fully cleared, what we want to see over the weekend, what we want to see moving forward over over the course of uh preseason, all that good stuff. Uh you guys know where, where to find the show. Uh, I haven't given out in a while, so at Locked On Lakers on Twitter, you guys know where to follow us. Make sure you guys are sending in those mailbag questions. Yesterday's show was a mailbag. Uh, I opened that up to clear it out and get it ready for preseason and actual basketball. So, so fire away uh, in the form of five star reviews, and I'll get to those every every Monday or at some point every week. Uh, but let's start here. Lonzo Ball is fully cleared, and I think now is when we can actually finally start reading between the lines about what's going on, what what coaches and players are seeing in practice, uh, and 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 what they're seeing in scrimmages and all of that stuff. To this point, when they were when they were going on and on and on about how great Rajon Rondo has been, I saw some people trying to take that as as some kind of incline or, or, or some kind of hint that Rondo was the guy I I just I thought that was a little too early to make that judgment but now we can finally start to to analyze this a little bit yeah I mean what you're saying that people took (laughs) information out of context for the purpose of generating (laughs) hysterical and clickbaity headlines you don't say Uh, Um, well there I I participate in the writing of these headlines (laughs) yes yes you do yes you do (laughs) Uh, but no, yeah, man. I would say to in in fewer words, I would say yes. That's what that's what, that's what I was like. Doing. I, I tweeted this out the other day, and, and, and like Luke, so every home game, which are usually seven thirty games, 
he gives his media availability at 545 if it's a 730 tip off. And I remember last year and we're even talking like toward the end of the season when the Lakers were like mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were barely playing anybody. And it'd be like, Luke, who's going to be the starting lineup tonight? And he's like, well, we could go in, you know, several <laughs> different. I'm like, come on, dude. The game is in like an hour and a half. Dude, like, you have six players. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like this is like a Russian roulette sort of situation. <laughs> where we could probably like, yeah, anyway. Um, and, and he still wouldn't tell us. Right. Yeah. So he's damn well not telling us who's starting at this point, you know, a couple days into the, you know, and the Lakers did not go five on five today. Um, Lonzo participated in all of the drills and all of that. And that's great. It was full contact. I asked him one of the main, you know, things to look for with knee injuries specifically is can you plant and change directions can you move laterally it's different running forward than doing that and that's a lot of basketball right it's planting pivoting changing directions on defense while reacting to the offensive player did all of that with no pain he said if i had any pain i would have told them but i was good to go so he's working his way back he luke said he was doubtful to play on sunday um and who knows when he's going to be able to come back but that is a strong step in the right direction and then even then, even a week from now, when Lonzo, maybe Lonzo's ready to be in those five and fives and all that, is Luke going to name a starter? No. No. <laughs> is Rajon Rondo probably going to be starting even when Lonzo plays his first, like, five on fives? Like, like Lonzo has, what, one five on five under his belt? Is that – does that mean that Luke's going to start him? Probably not. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's even possible that Rondo starts at the beginning of the year and that changes. A lot of that's going to depend on how guys are playing. But, yeah, like we're just reading too much into everything right now. We got Lonzo back on the court, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's that's mostly what, what my takeaway was. It was funny. You sent out the tweet that said basically that, you know, all the stuff about he can plant and go in the opposite direction and all these things and not feel any pain. I saw a few people quote tweet that with, like, same, and I was like, not same. Not same. I cannot do, <laughs> I cannot do that same thing without feeling any pain. uh let's uh let's take a quick second here and when we come back we'll 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 talk about some of what we want to see look it's just like any preseason we're gonna see hardly anything of what the actual lakers are gonna look like on sunday but there's still some aspects of the game that that might be able to give us a little bit of a i called it an appetizer when i wrote about it to the to the to the actual meal that's to come Uh, so we'll talk about that in, in a few seconds or so So thus far, and, and I'm saying this after Luke Walton said on – we're recording this on a Thursday uh, – that that practice was a little sloppy because they were starting to implement some of their offense and, and some of that. But, but it was very clear, and it actually sounded a lot like the old Miami Heat when Bosch and, and LeBron and Wade were over there, that, that Walton really focused on defense. And then I also recollected or, or, or recalled that – he had spoken to Spolstra about how to coach LeBron and, and some of the ways to handle that situation. And I found those similarities intriguing. And heading into this weekend, I think it's what I'm going to be looking for is, okay, what kind of defense, if this is what they've been mostly focused on, what kind of defensive principles are they going to carry over from last year? What's going to be different? The ex- execution might not be there. But some of the actual foundational principles might be might be somewhat clear even on Sunday. 
For sure. And one of the things that Lucas talked about, and LeBron has alluded to this in a more roundabout way, but Lucas saying that one of the things that we forget is that it's a shortened training camp. This is the second year of that. They used to have two weeks of this, and now it's like four days and then a game. And Luke is saying they are treating all of preseason this year as prep for the regular season, it, meaning that it's like a long training camp. Yeah. And so he does not care if they don't have everything in place on Sunday. They just can't over that period of time with a right. new group of guys and all of that. And so if there are things that they don't do well, they don't have in place in that first game, they're going to live with that because they're trying to install brick by brick what they're going to be do, doing on both ends of the court so that they can be ready for the beginning of the regular season. We are all going to overreact, myself included, on however that goes in, in that first game. But I do think we need to remember that this is going to be a process and even into the beginning of the season where they're putting something together that it's not a hundred percent new because you do have returning and important players. But when you add such important pieces, especially ball handlers, guys who are making the decisions on where things should go, it's like a team changing quarterbacks. You can be a very a devastating offense and go to very average or, or poor with just a change your starter going down or you or vice versa of mm-hmm. acquiring a great quarterback, right? It's the same thing in the NBA with guys like LeBron and Rondo. So unless you one, acquire Kirk Cousins and then it's just a disaster. <laughs> um so yeah, and, and I even asked Luke, you know, last year I never remember him saying we worked on offense today in training camp. And I, I pointed that out and I mentioned that he said, and he said, yeah, it is a little bit different with this group of guys, but it's still, he said like 80, 20 in favor of defense of what they're working on. Yeah. I, I'm look, it makes sense to me. I mean, it, focusing on defense. Now everybody likes to hear it, right? Like that's, if, if that's the cliche that gets said, I think most often from coaches in any kind of preseason atmosphere or setting is, is no, we really are focused on defense this year. It's defense sure. first. That's sure. we're going to have a yeah. defensive mentality. Like that's that's how it always works out. We just have the proof of last year to to be able to lean on with with Luke is is the difference here between that and like the empty cliches. And, and they they want to run, and that's not yeah. lip service. It's something that they really want to do. And in order to do that, they have to defend. Have to defend. Like defend. Luke said. Yeah, that Luke said we're not going to be a good running team if we're taking the ball out of the net. So we, like you said, we saw that last year, and it's just so integral to how they play that it it can't just be lip service if they're going to be any good at all. Yeah, and and what I was going to say though about about the defense that they're going to play, and it's going to be interesting to watch this is is there a very different defensive team this year? Like they don't have a Julius Randle who can, sw- I mean, other than LeBron. And he's not going to want to play that kind of defense anyway. Who can switch one through five? Who can go out there and, and guard one through five that, the way Randall did when he was at his best? The way JaVale McGee plays defense is very different from how Brooke Lopez played defense. So even in terms of like the defensive principles, and even while saying that they're really going to focus on the defensive end, it's going to take some time. And, and, and <laughs> I can't wait for like the Nuggets who don't who are way more consistent in terms of of carryover from last season to this season they're going to be able to to hit the ground running this preseason and and mm-hmm. look it wouldn't shock me at all if the lakers got routed <laughs> in both of the games that they play against denver it's not going to matter at all to me 
For sure. And you bring up a great point about how different this team is and in terms of their capability. That is probably number one on my list of concerns or things that I'm looking out for early in the preseason is can they switch and do it effectively? I, I don't have concerns about the offense and shooters and things like that. Like if you've got LeBron on your team, you're going to be a good offense, uh, most likely top 10. I think he's been top 10 in, in offensive rating in terms of the teams that he's played on every year, except I think his rookie season. I'd have to go back and look, but almost every season of his career, having LeBron means you're a top 10 offense. Same can't be said for the defensive end. And like you said, it's such a different group in terms of personnel too, that not having a guy like Randall and having a guy like JaVale, who's not a bad defender by any means, he's just a different type of defender than Lopez was. And how do all of those things mix together early on when you've got eight out of your first 11 against playoff teams from the season before and a new group of guys, all that stuff. Like to me, if the Lakers are solid at the beginning of this season, it's going, they're going to be really, really, really good later on. I think they're going to get there either way. It's just like, how is it going to reflect on this, on this, in the standings early on, how that, like if they're even solid early on, I think we're in for a great season. Yeah, I, I would I would completely agree. We're going to take another quick second here, and when we come back, there are a couple smaller minutia of of training camp that we've been able to see uh, that I want to get into. So so hang tight. All right, first things first. Fee's a damn robot, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> like <laughs> you're talking, so, you were you were talking about overreactions and stuff like that. I was like. This dude has to start. <laughs> <laughs> like, who starts at the two? I know. Um, dude, that kid, like, he's seriously legit. So, a couple things. Yes, NBA shooters are really good yeah. when they are unguarded in a practice setting. That's a little bit different than how you see guys getting their shots up, though, in those circumstances. And most of the time, it's just catch and shoot, standstill type stuff. He was working on – now, it wasn't a game speed. I'll grant that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, no defenders. But he was working on – on the move type of actions that was 20 straight on the move yeah. and it was funny because i was at different spots i was st- yeah i was standing there and so they let us in the last 10 15 minutes or so of practice and really at that point and i suspect that we will not see scrimmages for practice with lebron there they've mm-hmm. kind of tightened their belts a little bit in terms of what they allow us to see and but anyway i'm standing there and Svi is in the court closest to me i'm like oh i'm gonna rec- record my guy see how he does <laughs> And because we're just waiting for the first person to come up, who has been LeBron each time uh, for media availability. And so I'm recording. I'm like, all right, I'll just record this till he misses. And then the scrum, there's so many more people there now that you have to like strategize. How am I going to get to a place where this is somewhere where being short actually helps me. Sometimes I stand under the camera. Um, (laughs) And anyhow, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to record this until Svi misses. And it's like 30 seconds go by, 45, a minute, minute 30. Here comes LeBron running right yeah. by me. Uh, and I'm like, damn, should I go follow with LeBron? And I'm like, nah, man, this dude's hit like 12, 13 in a row. I'm going to stay here. And yeah, dude, that kid, like he can shoot the crap. I had somebody from the Lakers um, reach out to me because they know how excited I am about to be and say that. The only other person they've ever seen put on a shooting display like he put on yesterday with the Lakers is Steve Nash. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It was funny to me because I'm watching that clip and and LeBron like runs into the thing and and you can tell like 
LeBron was was running up to the thing. He was kind of looking at the camera, and he was looking at you. He was looking at the camera. He was running by, and like you weren't swiveling the camera to follow him. Oh, I was going to take that charge. I was. Gonna <laughs> take that charge. <laughs> and, but like he was like he was like he he could you could kind of see him like run by like hey dude like I'm I'm over here and you're like no man my boy Spee's shooting and he <laughs> <laughs> you're in my shot dude yeah. Boom. LeBron get get out of the way dude like, <laughs> I've seen you shirtless like get get go away. Um, and, and then the other thing too, so the, the, the things that I took away from, from that clip and the reaction to it, because like you said, there were some salty people saying, oh, that's just, that's just NBA caliber shooting and blah, 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 blah. But when you see other NBA players and NBA coaches reacting to it, that's the separation here. That's the difference is that you had, you had Lakers, some of whom have been around for going on plus a decade, right? Who were saying, no man, this guy is special in in this aspect of the game. You had Miles Simon, who has been around for a while too, is also saying, "No, this guy. Can, <laughs> yeah, when this guy gets going, it, it looks something like that." When you got those guys reacting that way, that's when that's when we should all collectively take a step back, put the salt on the side, and say, "Okay, yes, let's just enjoy this. This is really effing cool." Yeah, this isn't just like me and other people being fanboys about and, and just seeing the good in him. Like, no, dudes don't normally do that. Yeah. And it's not, and we've seen him in maybe not in NBA games yet, but he was one of the very best catch and shoot guys in college last for, for four years, mm-hmm. really. And we saw him kill it in summer league. We saw him kill it in with the Ukrainian national team. Like this is what that dude does. And the most exciting part is he, that's not all that this dude does. He doesn't do anything else on that level. But (laughs) if you can get an elite shooter who like got some handle to him, like that dude hits step backs. Yeah. You know, that dude knows how to run a pick and roll with pace, can make a pocket pass, can make a skip pass. He's not great at those things relative to other NBA players, but he's competent at them. And when you combine that with his ability to shoot, like, man, that's like, that dude can play. I don't care where he was drafted yeah i i completely agree the other thing that i took away from and this this happened today when we were recording this on a thursday it is thursday right my days are all screwed up but we were i was watching you you got a clip of some guys working on their free throws namely lonzo and you said that you're going to come back and and look at this as well and, and point out a few things there as well i was watching in rondo's rookie summer in that in that first summer league his free throws were not bad, and they were not bad looking either. They actually hmm. they stayed the ball stayed center to I wouldn't say right. He's never going to be a, a right side of his body shooter. There was still some movement to his left, but it was a little bit more centered. And then today, the the shot that I saw that you were able to capture looked a lot like that. And it just comes back to me like, no, we saw that we've seen this shot work before. Please stick with this aspect of it and and this just kind of comes back to the mentality aspect of the game not to call Alonzo soft or anything he would be by no means the first player ever to fall back on their their typical habits when they get into a game setting but in practice you can work on these things you can focus on these things but in a game when you're tired and 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 you have actual stakes and stuff you're going to fall back on the on your on your previous habits what do you think would what do you think are the chances though that he actually sticks with this? Do you think do you think or or do you think he'll just fall back on those old habits? It's gonna be both. It's something that, that what you were talking about, that phenomenon is called game slippage, where you work on things in practice and then when you get tired, when you get, you know, good defenders in your face, all of the factors that are in place that 
are are working against you in a game situation, you will revert back to what you're used to. We we saw that a perfect example is Brandon Ingram's jumper. Mm-hmm. There are times during last season beautiful and there were times where it reverted back to what he did during the rookie his rookie year and sometimes that was in the same game and sometimes it was on back-to-back shots it's it's just like anything else like mechanically it's muscle memory and it's a matter of time and getting repetition and it's it's hard to rush a change in mechanics like that over a short period of time. That's something that changes over a couple of years. It's not a light switch. It's gradual. So I do think that he will be able to maintain better mechanics. Like the the thing I really like is that he's bringing the ball straight up rather than slinging it out to the side and he can still shoot to the left side of his face. I, I don't love how he's got his hand across the ball rather than under it. But at that point you'd be talking about a very severe and dramatic change. I'd like to see him, how he shoots, with his current form before saying, okay, we got to totally break this down to, you know, to its mm-hmm. basic level. Cause I think a lot of his misses last year were a guy who was not in good enough shape, who did not have the legs to playing at the NBA level. And it's hard to shoot when you're tired. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was, when I was, I had graduated high school and I used to, when I shoot the ball, I, I, I have that kind of technique where you kind of flick your thumb under it, you know, your, your off hand thumb kind of flicks out. Um, and, and that's great from, that works okay from distance, but when you're shooting a free throw, that extra thumb action can actually hurt somebody's ability from the free throw range because that's just a completely different shot. And, and that's how I felt like watching Lonzo Ball shoot last year where the mechanics that he uses, the, the flinging motion that he mentioned earlier on in this pre, in his training camp, that flinging motion, motion to get the ball all the way from the, from the deeper three point line isn't going to that's actually going to work against him from the free throw line because it's a way shorter shot and it was good to see him again today working on a more centered shot a less drastic shot and also it, can, it also goes back to like the the upper body strength that he's been talking about and that everybody's been raving about with him but when he's shooting a a more centered free throw and you have fewer moving parts i think and 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 look him improving from the free throw line is going to be huge for his game because he'll now have a little bit more confidence going there, driving to the basket. He'll be, he won't be actively moving away from contact, which makes him better in those situations as well. That's really, I mean, if I was to, to look at one thing that I wanted him to improve on this year, it was his shot from the free throw line. And it's great to see him working in that, in that direction. I, I think it's my turn to say I completely agree. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Well said. Well said. <laughs> All right. Uh let's let's send everybody off here with a little bit of fun. The Lakers are gonna play an actual basketball game. Now it doesn't count. Woo-hoo. Nothing like that. It's gonna be great. So what's one random fun thing that you're looking forward to? Uh do you want me to start since I'm kind of putting you on the spot? Yeah, here? go for it. Go for it. All right. So my one random thing that I'm really looking forward to in this in this in this preseason setting is just the first time LeBron James gets announced. He's going to play like five minutes, I would say. I don't think he's going to play very long at all. <laughs> but when he, gets, when he gets announced, and I think, I think the, the, the arena is going to be packed given the circumstances, that, that moment is going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely electric. He's going to walk onto the court wearing Lakers gear. It's going to be that whatever he does in it, whatever the, the, <laughs> the guys around him does with him on the court with him, that doesn't matter nearly as much to me as just – actually having it be real that he's wearing a lakers uniform in an nba game that's gonna be really cool 
I'm uh, along similar lines is for me, it's like the crowd reaction because the game's in San Diego. It's close enough to make the trip and all that. And there's already a lot of Laker fans down there anyway. Like the Lakers traveled well with, you know, (laughs) Jordan Clarkson as the leading scorer on the team. Like when LeBron, MF and James gets announced and, and just like the whole hype and, and just when, just when he touches the ball, I can just hear the sound in my head. Yeah. Ahead of time, you know what I'm saying? And, and even when he scores his first basket in that game, you know, like just how nuts people are going to go. It just reminds – it just gets me thinking of like the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, right, where you got all the like teenage girls like passing out because they're so excited. That I, I expect nothing less than that from Lakers fans. I thought, I thought you were going to go with uh, – because <laughs> you said you started with – I'm going to go along similar lines here. The first time I see Svi Mikhailuk in full uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen that, but his name was spelled wrong on the jersey. Yes, so. Yeah. I can't wait to see Svi in a uniform that is spelled correctly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All that good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on with me on your birthday. You did an extra show this week. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. I, I owe you a beer, uh, not just for your birthday, but but for the extra show. Uh, so enjoy the rest of your birthday, bud, and everybody listening, enjoy the rest of your weekend. When we next talk, I'll be analyzing actual basketball. Kind of. It's preseason. But kind. point remains. Enjoy the Laker game, everybody.